Psalm 144. Blessed be Yahweh my rock, who teaches my hands to war and my fingers to battle. By the way, this is a Psalm of David. <laughs> it's so easy to miss this, the title at the top. So David's asking the Lord to teach his hands how to war and battle. My loving kindness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield. In, in him I take refuge, who subdues people under me. Yahweh, what is man that you care for him? Or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a shadow. Part your heavens, Yahweh, and come down. Touch the mountains and they will smoke. Throw out lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and rout them. Stretch out your hand from above. Rescue me and deliver me out of great waters, out of the hand of foreigners, whose mouth speaks deceit, whose right hand is the right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you, God, on a ten-stringed lyre. <laughs> I will sing praises to you. You are he who gives salvation to kings, who rescues David his servant from the deadly sword. Rescue me and deliver me out of the hands of foreigners whose mouths speak deceit, whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. Then our sons will be well-nurtured plants, our daughters like pillars carved to adorn a palace. Our barns are full, filled with all kinds of provision. Our sheep produce thousands and ten thousands in our fields. Our oxen will pull heavy loads. There is no breaking in and no going away and no outcry in our streets. Happy are the people who are in such a situation. Happy are the people whose God is Yahweh. All right. David starts out by saying, Blessed is Yahweh my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Well, it turns out we're still in a battle today. David was very much in a battle. Like He was just looking after sheep when he defeated Goliath and it was very clear like they were fighting their enemies all the time they were in battle most people don't ever go to battle today thank God for that but I just have to say that there's still a battle the battle is a spiritual one we're fighting enemies our enemies are not people I mean you know sometimes there are people who are enemies it's it's more that they don't like us because <laughs> we love them and pray for them in return Sometimes people are enemies like that, but no, our, the enemy that we're fighting in this battle is a spiritual battle. We're fighting ideas that are wrong. We're fighting, um, you know, cultural things in the world around us, and we're certainly fighting principalities and powers. And, you know, you can go to, um, you can join the uh, Australian Army Reserve, and they'll teach you how to shoot a gun, sure. But to fight the type of battle that we're talking about now, the Lord needs to train you. It's something you do in relationship with him. As you read the word of God, he shows you things. And then you use those things. Like the word of God is the sword of the spirit. His words are the sword. His words are the weapon. So as you're reading his words, sometimes they come alive. And you can use those words to, to defeat the devil, the devil. So the Lord trains us. But he doesn't train you only on your own. By being a part of a church, by hanging around other people who pray, you also learn that way, and that's also the Lord training you. In verse 4, it says, Man is like a breath. His days are like a shadow that passes away. It's true. There's not very much to us. We're so temporary. But the Lord is permanent, and the Lord cares for us. David said in this psalm, What is man that you're mindful of him? 
Why does God think so much about us when we're so temporary? Even more, why does the Lord train us to fight for him when we're so temporary? Well, the Lord's an interesting God like that. <laughs> and it turns out we're temporary in one way, but we're eternal in another way, and we will be with him. When we fight on the Lord's side, we're actually building something eternal that we're a part of as well. And that's quite an amazing thing to, to think about. In verse 15, the last verse of the psalm, it says, Happy are the people who are in such a situation, which was all the things described, Happy are the people whose God is Yahweh. So whenever there's a group of people and the Lord Jesus is their God, it says happy are they. Or another way of translating it is blessed are they. So how exactly are they blessed if they have Yahweh as their God? Well, it's, it's hard for people to see this if they don't believe in the Lord. But if you believe in the Lord, you can see it. And I'll give you one example. There are many. But for example, there's one nation in the world right now which is the most Christian nation on earth in terms of the sheer number of Christians. That's the United States of America. Now we know the United States of America has, uh, at the moment, lots of issues. <laughs> No understating that. But at the same time, you've got 30 to 40% of people there who, who say they're Christian, and you've got 10 to 20% of people who go to church every single week. You've got more than a, you know, 150 million people, I'm guessing, or maybe up to 150 million people who declare themselves Christians and are involved in church. And uh, the Christian influence in America is strong, even with rap, rap artists and musicians and people that you think don't behave in a Christian way, you can very often find Christian references in all the stuff they say and do because America's got a lot of Christian influence in the culture. And when you go there, of course, you see churches everywhere. So it's the most Christian nation on earth, and it's been like that for a long time. And at the same time, we would also we also know it's the it's the nation on earth with the strongest GDP, the best strongest economy. They've blessed the world, they've been a blessing to so many people, they've gotten involved and helped fix problems. It's the nation that clearly is, and it's the nation where so many people want to go and live. You could say, happy is the nation, or happy is the people who has you as their God. Now, to say that about America, if I was to make that as a blanket statement, there'd be a lot of Americans that would disagree. They would come up with other reasons, you know. Oh, it's not because of God that we're blessed. <laughs> it's because they're not thinking right. But they've, you know, they come up with their other reasons. So at the, at the you know, America is a nation that is turning its back on God. Slowly, they need prayer. They need to rise up and pray and, you know, overthrow their enemies, so to speak, which was what the start of this psalm was all about. And, um, but as they're turning away from God, what's creeping in? Other problems are creeping in. Things are getting worse. Well, at the same time that all that's happening, there's this other country in the world which is rising economically. It's becoming more influential. It's becoming more powerful. It's China, and people are all concerned about China, saying, oh, it's a communist country. <laughs> it's, you know, they say all this bad stuff about China. One thing that occurs to me about China is it has over 100 million Christians. Now, as a percentage of the whole, China has got 1.4 billion, so it does, it's not even 10%. It's, it's, you know, 7% of the country is Christian. When you go there, you don't tend to see Christians either. 
you don't see churches because it's underground. It's against the law to be Christian. And yet, we've got 100 million Christians who are actually prayerful and involved, and the church is growing. In fact, Huffington Post, is it Huffington Post, an American news agency, they said that they expect that by the year 20, was it 2030? China will be the most Christian nation on earth in terms of sheer number of Christians. Well, I think the reason China is doing well, having more influence, growing economically, you know, is because there's a lot of Christians there. Happy is the nation, <laughs> whose people is the Lord. And I think that, that as Christianity grows in China, it'll be like the Roman Empire. Roman Empire was, was not a good empire. But Christianity overthrew the Roman Empire and the, the first Christian emperor of the Roman Empire was Constantine. And uh, was it Constantine or was it someone else? Anyway, um, it took a few hundred years, but eventually the Roman Empire became Christian. Well, I don't see why China wouldn't become Christian either. And the more Christian it becomes, the more blessed it will become because that's just how things work. So here we have in this Psalm a verse, happy are the people whose God is Yahweh, and may both the United States and China become more and more Christian. Lord, thank you for being our God. And we are happy to have you as our God. And I pray your blessing would rest upon us and dwell upon us. And at the same time, I pray that train our hands for war so we can fight and see your kingdom established well. Amen.